This is the Hattrick copywriter Marlene Ellis and today I'm going to talk about some successful tips for your freelancing. Number one is do not give up. People talk about the difficult times of freelancing and of course that's true because you know you've got to rely on your wit, that you've got to really rely on your initiative and your drive and it's a little bit like you don't have a safety net. You've just got to keep going. Okay, that's true. And then when it goes, you, there's no sign, you think, oh my God, you know, it's, I'm gonna drown, I'm not gonna survive. The upside is the feeling. I think the feeling when you earn your own pound from your own creation, feels more valuable than the pound you earn when you get paid from a job. So there's an upside that's also exciting and extraordinary because you feel like you've baked your own cake. And we all know home homemade food tastes better than buying the food. So I think that it's really important that when you're feeling like giving up, that's probably the moment when you're closer to success than what you realise. You just have to keep going. But you don't keep going blindly. You go because your instincts are telling you to keep going. Now what happens when things are going down and you're struggling and you're really tempted to give up is that you're invariably surrounded by people encouraging you to give up. It's not necessarily that they're doing it because they dislike you. They might love you to death and think that to protect you, the best thing you should do is give up and go and get a job. And that can be the ones closest to you. And it might go right against your instincts. But there's nothing, there's no evidence in front of you to suggest that you should continue and you can no longer justify why you're continuing. The only thing you have is this blind instinct that you should continue to work hard. I mean, obviously, I'm not for saying somebody should live in a fantasy world and hope they're just going to be discovered and something's suddenly going to happen. No, I'm saying the, the very default position is that you're working hard and you're building something but you're not getting any rewards yet. If your instinct is to continue to work hard though you've got lots of loved ones around you that say for the best of reasons look darling you've you've given it a good try don't you think it's about time you know you, you sort of go and get a proper job. I think that even if they're the people closest to you, if that goes against your instinct, then you should go against them and do what you feel is right for yourself. There's another type of person that's just jealous. Um, they don't want you to succeed because they're afraid of, of this kind of risk themselves. And so they encourage you, you know, to, what did you think? Come on, you didn't really think you were going to, really? Did you really think that you were going to achieve? Come on. I, and, and I think that those people are present for nearly every single 
self-employed person who's really trying to push along for themselves. I think I think there is at least one person in the life of somebody who's trying to be self-employed like that. And I would say to you, the most obvious thing, that even if you think that they are your best friends or have been your best friends since school, since childhood, since whenever, since the previous life, get rid of them. Really get rid of them. They might be like some false, um, comfortable blanket for you because they've always been there. So you tolerate their negativity. But, you know, it doesn't work. It really doesn't work. And you will feel um, your positive energy draining from you the more you keep those kind of people in your life. And, you know, they'll swear they love you and they'll be generous and kind and supportive. But there'll always be a little part that says, oh, come on, you should give that up now. Don't you think you should give that up? I'm just saying it because I love you. But don't you think you should? Come on, you didn't really. Look, we all have those kind of people. And I say the most successful thing you can do is not give up. Don't give up on yourself don't and if you fail fail on your own terms not because somebody encourages you not to continue to live out your own dreams so that i would say is the number one for a successful tip and and then what kind of what kind of business do you want to do and ground it the things you've got to ground it in solid research you know i had a, i had a, a client he, he's you know, it's been a lot of emotional time in Britain and in America. But I'll say, oh yeah, Britain and America, because this, the pressure of Brexit, the emotional detachment, the divorce from Europe was felt at a national and personal level, no matter what side you're on. And then we had the the many um, racist attacks the uh, the uh, that culminated in the public uh, death of George Floyd. Now I don't want to say that the deaths of people in the global south uh, like this is happening actually more regularly than than what we saw in George Floyd. So we might say the deaths in North America hold more value than say the south so there are all these kind of things i don't want to suggest that george floyd was a sort of a phenomena that that is not actually existing in everyday life first of all nevertheless it culminated in a sort of a global response and emotionally it, you know it was it was really really hard so why am i saying that because there's also been an explosion of equality, diversity consultants, people that have now said they want to be a consultant and they really want to do a lot of work in this area. The problem is, if you're black, if we're African, we, we have a lot of experience of racism. If we've, if we've grown up in the West, we understand racism. We've had to negotiate it all our lives. So, of course, on so many levels, we're all experts on what racism is. So many people have declared themselves equality diversity consultants. You don't need to be qualified, like copywriters. You don't need to have a qualification to be an equality diversity consultant. 
So if you've been working in the public sector, for example, you might feel, well, I'm very well equipped to be an equality diversity consultant. I now declare myself so. I understand that just as I have myself declared myself a professional copywriter. The problem is it doesn't necessarily mean it's enough that you have this passion, this anger, this desire to see justice. I've had clients that have literally paid me to write for them, rewrite their profiles as, as equality diversity consultants who have actually an, an expertise, a history, an employment in history that has nothing to do with equality diversity work at all. And, and, and that, I say to you, is, is, to, is a mistake that, you know, we all connected and identified with the, the, the pain of this struggle. But when you're thinking about freelance work, a freelance worker, a self-employed person, a consultant, a private limited company, whatever it is you're thinking of doing, ground your decisions in solid research and really understand what that involves, what's required, and why are you likely to be the person that will be uh, attractive to a prospective client. It's really, really important that, you, that, that your decisions are grounded in something more solid than the emotional demands we feel when these things occur in the world, these injustices occur. So um, not that I want to put anybody off from reacting to injustice, but if you're choosing to build a business around it, honestly, it needs so much more research and, and thinking through where to position yourself in the marketplace if you're going to do that. You know, let's say, for example, in equality diversity, there are 10 pro protected characteristics under the Equality Act of 2010. It's unlikely that any consultant is an expert on all 10. There may be something in particular that they're drawn to, like race or sexuality or disability, uh, but it's unlikely that we are drawn to equality, diversity for, for all of the 10 characteristics. And it's important to really home in on what you what your expertise in, even within that that's concept of being an equality diversity consultant. So know the landscape and know what type of person, what kind of business you want to do within that landscape. Another successful tip, and I, I know that you know this, but to say use social media. It's still free. You know, I do think we have to be conscious of the fact that individuals are capable of removing your whole relationship that you might have on Twitter or Facebook and Instagram like that, just like that. And that is obviously not healthy. Um, nevertheless, it's free and it's an important way of getting your name out there, your word out there. Some people have sort of an inverted snobbery. I will build my profile on LinkedIn, but I will not build it on Facebook or Instagram. 
I would suggest that's a mistake. It really, really depends on your audience, but how you communicate and who you communicate to in Facebook is very different to how you'll communicate to somebody on LinkedIn and how you'll communicate to somebody on Instagram and Twitter. You know, I guess the longest kind of communication, the pace, the, the slowest pace of communication is probably LinkedIn. Then the fastest communication is probably Twitter and Instagram. But Twitter is associated to text, short amount of characters, and Instagram's associated to the visual, the video, the very quick engagement. It's and everybody, you know, it's on all of them. So it's not about the type, just about the type, but how you communicate. Um, I might have a very fast moving uh, video on Instagram that I wouldn't with punchy music, which I would never use on LinkedIn. But my message is the same. So use all social media and resist the kind of inverted snobbery that I'm only going to be associated to one and not the other. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I'm terrible on Twitter. Don't ask me why I don't connect with Twitter. I love what it does, but my somehow I've got a cognitive dissonance around it because I really get dysfunctional around, you know, engaging and sticking to short character maybe i'm too long-winded i don't know but i am useless on twitter it's the only reason that i don't engage with twitter so much is because i'm just not very good at it on twitter but i i have built up relationships and followings on facebook and linkedin and um I, they are as useful as you use them you know it's about being active and so on so i think i'm going to leave it there just keep going follow your instincts and enjoy yourself and learn to enjoy hard work and um, be proud of yourself and I'll speak to you again soon thank you for listening to me the hat trick copywriter www.thehattrickcopywriter.com if you've enjoyed this podcast please tell others to tune in and listen to me and I'll speak to you again soon bye bye